how do you objectively tell whether or not you are a good enough copywriter? As copywriters, one of the biggest concerns we have is whether we're good enough at what we do. And it can be hard because what could be good for one client isn't necessarily gonna work for another client in a different situation. Now, there's some people online who like to say that the numbers will tell you everything. It's how well your copy is converting. It's the open rates, the click-through rates. That determines whether or not you're a good copywriter. As freelancers who do copywriting for our clients, it's not that cut and dry because copywriting is just one part of of the marketing campaign ecosystem. There's other things that come into play in terms of conversions. So there's the size of the existing audience, there's product market fit, there's the company's reputation. And then although copywriting is a very compelling piece of that puzzle, it's not the full picture. So the numbers aren't going to really tell you that your copy was amazing. So since we only have control over that one part of a marketing campaign, how do we actually know whether or not we are good copywriters or not? By the end of this video, you're gonna have copywriting principles in your mind that apply to every situation. These are the principles of good copy that can guarantee that you are most likely on the right track. I'm Christine from paidcopywriter.com. If you want freelance business advice and free tips on content writing and copywriting, you're going to want to hit that subscribe button below so that you're the first to know when my new videos drop every single week. And you definitely want to grab my free LinkedIn guide, which is linked down below. It's going to share with you how you can start getting on LinkedIn and landing your ideal clients. And I show you a step-by-step -step process and tell you a little bit about my story if you're new here. Here's my disclaimer for you. Writing in general can be subjective. So one of the biggest determiners of whether or not you are a good copywriter is going to be whether your clients continue to work with you and whether you continue to get ongoing work. While you can build up your reputation, your portfolio, the truth is with being a freelance copywriter is that it's a continuous journey of learning new concepts, improving your skills, continuing to work with clients and get feedback to refine your abilities. So it's an ongoing process and it's my belief that even the most experienced copywriters don't always feel like they're perfect and that they have everything figured out, especially because marketing in general is a matter of testing theories. The other thing is, is that success as a freelance copywriter, specifically your income, is not just down to your skills. It is rarely ever just about the writing when it comes to a service-based business like freelance copywriting. It's actually more about how you deal with clients and the relationships that you're able to build with them. It's also your ability to persuade them toward your ideas and get them to trust you and your judgments. So it's never just about the writing ability, which is why I actually deter a lot of writers from investing in copywriting courses when you're first starting out. If you really focus on just getting the client work and convincing somebody to give you the opportunity, their feedback is going to be your biggest growth opportunity as a copywriter. There's this term that's going around in the business world called personality hires, and it's basically to say that certain people just get hired because of the energy that they bring and that the person interviewing them liked them versus them having the concrete skills. So I want you to keep that in mind that your copywriting ability is most likely weighing heavily on your mind. You're doubting yourself, you're doubting whether you're good enough, and you're doubting whether or not you can actually offer the value and charge those high rates when really there's so much more going on here. And if you focus on providing a great experience to your customer, your client, to build that relationship, that's gonna take you a lot further in terms of your income. So with that in mind, let me just lay out the general copywriting principles that if you follow, you know you're on the right track to creating good, compelling copywriting. This is also really good to know because you can give this advice to your client and add more value to them. They might not always know copywriting principles and it's your job as a service provider to educate them. So let's start with headline writing. Headline writing is probably 
one of the most important but the most difficult parts of copywriting. Some good practices to write good headlines and titles and subject lines are to number one, wait until the piece is written so you can really make sure that the headline is indicative of what is inside the body copy. So for example, your email subject line, although you can make a really compelling subject line and make it a bit clickbaity, you actually want it to correlate with what's inside of the email or else you're gonna lose trust. So going for the clickbait when it comes to headlines is not gonna ultimately benefit you even if it gets those opens and those eyeballs. Headlines should be catchy and punchy, but they also have to deliver a promise and outcome. It has to tap into what the reader ultimately wants, what their desires are. A lot of copywriting instructors and teachers will recommend that you write 50 headlines and choose the best after all of that work has been done. There's also AI and AI tools online like subject line graders that will help you understand how compelling your copywriting headlines actually are. Full disclosure, this is probably where I struggle the absolute most is creating titles and headlines. So I think I want to do a whole video on that just so I can improve as well. The second principle is always putting the customer, the prospect, the reader at the center of all of your copy. One of the reasons why copy does not convert is that it's not talking to a specific persona. One of the biggest pushback areas you'll have with clients is that they are targeting way too wide of a pool of readers or audience or prospects. And if you can really guide your customer to say, hey, I know we want to reach a lot of people, but our copy will be more compelling if it's geared towards one person, that that's what makes copy really compelling. You want one ideal person in mind who you are writing to. And that even comes across in the language. So you definitely don't want to write copy that says, hey, everybody, greetings all, because people read messages that feel like they are directed toward them personally, and they tend to tune out if they feel like you're addressing a really wide audience. Throughout your writing process, if you could always ask yourself whether or not this is something that the customer cares about and something that the customer desires, your copy is going to convert that much better. The second copywriting principle is to make all of your work scannable. So whether you're writing an email, a web page, a blog post, an ebook, having the text broken up into bullets and tables or anything that makes the text more visually appealing is going to increase the chance of them reading the entire thing. It's going to help your reader digest the information so that there's a higher likelihood of conversions. You just want to keep in mind that the words themselves and the messages themselves are only one piece of it. The way that it's laid out on on the website or within the email, how it is bulleted out is going to impact its effectiveness. There are different types of readers. There's people who read every single word. There's people that are skimmers. There's people that scroll to the bottom or maybe flip to the last page of a book or look at the summary. And your writing needs to take into account all of these different readers to increase the likelihood of gaining more customers. That could mean choosing fonts that are easy to read. You want to definitely look at some web design principles to understand how to break out a web page visually. Before writing copy for your own product or for your client's product, you want to understand what their unique selling proposition is. And what that means is how does the product differ from everything else on the market? Whoever you're writing for most likely has competitors. The reader most likely has choices. So you really want to make the reader understand what about that product is different. So let's just take my course, for example. There's a ton of copywriting courses you can take. What's different about my course, 30 Days to Paid, is that I focus specifically 
specifically on the client acquisition side, which is where a lot of copywriting courses fail. What's also unique is that I am a former salesperson who had to book a lot of meetings with prospective clients, and I take all that information and show writers how they can use those sales principles to get high paying clients, which is something not a lot of other writers can really bring to the table and offer. So in my copy and in everything I do for my web presence, I do tend to talk about the fact that I'm a former salesperson and that I do help writers land high paying clients. That's an example of a unique selling proposition. You need to understand what makes your clients stand out in the market. Do they have a track record that no one else has? Do they have capabilities that no one else has? Do they deliver a result that the other competitors cannot deliver? You wanna understand what is unique about your client's product or service. Comment down below and tell me where you are in your copywriting journey. Are you somebody who is trying to sell your own products? Are you somebody who is trying to learn to do this for your clients? Just interested to know what my audience is doing with this information so that I can craft more helpful information going forward. And I love hearing from you guys. You want to dial in your calls to action. Now there's a hundred different calls to actions you can include. Download here, grab this. Yes, I want in. It's not necessarily so much the wording of the call to action, but how strategically you place them and how often you have your calls to actions throughout the copy. So in an email specifically, you're only going to want one call to action. You can put that call to action in several areas throughout an email, but you're not going to want to link out to different assets. You're not going to want to say, hey, book a call here but then read this blog post all on the same email so a rule of thumb with calls to action is that if you're emailing somebody you want them to take one action if you're writing a blog post at the end you want that prospect that reader to take one action and not direct them all over the place because it just lowers the likelihood that they'll actually take any action at all in copywriting and content writing you're always going to want the reader to take some sort of action it could be a low commitment action like commenting or subscribing or downloading, or it could be a high commitment like buying or registering or booking a call. The final piece of compelling copy is understanding SEO principles. SEO is more of a science than an art, but us as writers have to take that art side and understand how to appropriately weave in SEO keywords without it overshadowing the piece. And what I mean by that is back in the day, you could stuff an article with so many keywords to make it rank in Google search engine, even though the article didn't read well. These articles you know, claimed to educate and provide value, but they were typically disjointed or poorly written just because they were trying to pack in so many keywords and they didn't care that it actually muddied the message. Google's algorithm and the search engine has become much smarter. They want to provide the best experience possible for anybody who's performing a Google search. Therefore, they are now prioritizing well-written content that gives the reader the end result. So they're not gonna prioritize the keyword stuffed poorly written article anymore. They're gonna prioritize which article gives the best information, which article answers the question in the most complete way so that the user doesn't have to navigate off the page and continue searching other articles. Keep up with SEO trends to the extent that you understand how the Google algorithms work. It's not just as simple as keywords anymore. It's a matter of strategically weaving in those keywords so that you're still prioritizing the reader's experience and not at the expense of their experience. Now I have a whole blog writing series if you want to learn how to write blogs. So I'm going to link to that down below. You can see it right here. I have several videos on how I write blog posts for my clients. So if you're interested in copywriting principles, I think you're definitely going to want to check that video out. Do not miss it. And I will see you in the next video.